Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to be speaking to you finally. It's been a long time since I've uploaded and spent some time on sharing messages. So I'm glad to finally be doing this again. And I've taken a break for some good reasons of priorities of my family and kids and some other big things going on. But glad to sh be sharing a little bit of that with you, that personal side of things, and then especially getting back to the core of this message of it being about Zion. So I have a lot to say on that because um, it just became kind of laughable that there are so many different instances that people are telling me about um, how they were going through a hard time and not feeling like they had as much of a community around them or feeling alone or feeling um, forgotten. And um, I just felt like that needed, that needs to be talked about. There's, there's, it was just too many times I kept hearing it. And plus I have it in my own life where I struggle. So with our world today and preparing for Christ, I really wanted to talk about that. And especially all things I hope to do here is to point to Christ. Um, and I do feel like, um, I do feel a little bit um, scared about sharing because I ha I don't feel like I'm a great speaker sometimes and I get down on myself and I've kind of lost that connection with my voice and being able to speak as I was in a good practice of it for a long time. And since um, shutting down my business about a year ago um, and then just uploading a little bit here and there, it's definitely not in my wheelhouse as much as it was before. So. I hope to just share my light and especially always bring it back to Christ to be able to let you know anything that's on my mind with the spirit involved that could help you and hope, hopefully we can connect in that way and I'm just grateful that, grateful that you're here and please t tell me who you are below if you've been listening to me for a while or not. Um, I'm just happy to connect with anyone here and hopefully give all the glory to Christ. And um, a little bit more on that, you know, there are those that, are, that have that silver tongue and I don't feel like that's the case for me. And I've, I've kind of gone back and forth about finally starting to upload something and just thinking in my head, you know, maybe I should do it this way where I teach in a certain style or I actually get more to teaching doctrine that is on the scripture showing you maybe um, something on the screen pulled up. Um, showing the words and having stories and of course that would be f I thought that that would definitely of course bring the spirit and be able to really get back to what is most important and I, I just didn't feel like that's how I teach and I have to be myself and I teach in stories I teach from my own life and just what I see those small and simple things and phrases and truths and doctrines that come up and I hope to share that with you and of course, I, I have a few things I have here to, to share that are quotes, but it's just so great to have living prophets teach us these days and how then it actually manifests in my life that I need, that I am learning and it, they help me learn and grow. And I think you probably have probably the same um, things that happen to you where you're like, I was just learning that in church the other day or I was studying that on my own and now here it is for me to finally, you know, have the chance to practice it. So I, that's where I'm at. I think I'm still going to share that the way I do in this story form. Um, just kind of giving my thoughts, talking more conversationally and realizing this is me. It's, it's a uh, more personal and I like that personal. Um, I actually find that those that I watch, I like to 
watch those are a little bit smaller following and that feel that way like I do know them and someday we all will meet and know each other right and we all did from before and um but yeah let's let's jump to um talking a little bit about what's going on why I am where I am now um you know I took that break a year ago from the business because um I needed to we we all there are a couple of reasons I felt like I needed to rearrange my priorities a little bit more and I and I kind of felt, fell out of love with coaching in the whole industry that it has be kind of become. And I'm sure maybe any of you listening, you can probably kind of see that and know what I'm talking about with the whole influencer and guru side of things. And um, I, so I didn't like that side of it as much. So I'll get into that. But also because we do want to homestead and I've been wanting to finally realize this dream of mine for a long time and finally getting to the point um with our finances, feeling like it was right, and this, we just knew this wasn't our forever home, so we're excited to finally make the step forward. And I have always wanted to homestead myself. Um, I grew up that way, and it's been this dream of mine, and I just knew that's where I want to be and want to raise my family in more of a simple way where I get back to the land and be able to fulfill I hope um, more of my own talents and capabilities I feel so so drawn to. I love being out in nature in open spaces and kind of playing my own house <laughs> like a girl would um, with their own house and being able to create. It excites me to think of those different projects and the different, even the different problems that could arise that I could still tackle and know that I am the master of creating this this land and being more self-sustaining and that side of it for myself and I am a little bit of a prepper in that way, but I talked about this on other episodes. If you want to go um, listen to that, that's been kind of a cool journey for me. And of course, it's different from last time I talked. Um, I thought we would do a manufactured home or do something a little bit more rugged, but we it just became clear to me that that wasn't going to work. And I felt very grateful that the Lord guided me to that point where... I am going to have a better situation for my family and especially with my husband that felt more wary of doing things on our own, um, that it's going to be through a company that carries that loan and home for us in a, in a development that has a, you know, multiple acre lots. And it's going to be cool in the fact that it has a community of other families that are new to that area. And I was kind of nervous thinking if I go to a smaller town People are going to know each other and I'm going to be the newcomer and it, it's just harder, you, you know, you hear in smaller towns, but there will be that side of it, of course, I'm sure. And there will be a, anywhere you go. And as I will talk about more with creating Zion, but this idea of, uh, everyone is new and they're all going to probably, and I hope put our, put their best foot forward and we'll all create our own Zion together, maybe a little bit from scratch like that. And I'm looking forward to that. And it seems that there'll be other families there. So it's it's just been such a blessing. And it's been very, um, it's been a trying thing. It really has been hard and at times. Um, and the adversary has been really trying to get at us in different ways. And different ways I won't mention. But us as a couple trying to, of course, agree on it. I think any couple going through a building process can probably go through anything at that point afterwards. If they can get through that. And that's kind of how it was for my husband and I. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're human. We have our own differences and opinions. But even just in general, it felt like it was really hard 
to do certain things. I could feel like there was this heaviness and there was the adversary on me and on him and it it became it became pretty difficult at times and I've been working on this for it's been in the cards for a few years to finally do it and I've been actively working on it on it for a year that I was thinking this is just never gonna work is it and of course even the market itself being such a hard situation right now that it was never gonna work in my mind thinking that rates are so high it's so inflated um i'm so grateful that we do have the equity from our home right now that we could put towards that and i don't know how any, how people are doing it from scratch right now um so that's that's all the things i had to go up against and knowing that finally god did pull through and give me this opportunity it came on quickly and i found it and i'm just so grateful but that's taken some time and we're hoping to be going um and moving in at the springtime, we'll see how that goes. Um, you never know <laughs> how long t how long things take, and having to sell home between now and then, oh, in order to make it to the closing on time. So that's been a really cool adventure that's been taking a lot of my time. Um, another thing, as far as just personally, I felt really strong strong to uh, close the business and to. Just focus on my family, focus on the things that really matter the most and really try to make, you know, waves in my own sphere and bringing Zion to where I am in my life. And that means I am helping my marriage, I'm helping my family and I'm helping my neighbors. And outside of that, my, my family that is extended and far away from me. And then any other things like this that would be more of that outside circle. Thus, it has taken a long time to get to this point to finally be reaching to you. Um, but, and I have to say too, it took multiple times to do this, um, to do this video today because it would not, it would crash or it would have some glitch here or the audio wasn't working. It became so clear to me that something was happening <laughs> with the adversary not wanting it to happen. And uh, I just had to keep pushing through and I decided I'm not going to do that program. I'm going to delete that program altogether and probably not use it anymore. And so go back to this camera, the big guns, you know, actually having in my nice camera, camera record me. Whereas before I was trying to do it with my computer because I wanted to do it quickly. It had been so long. I, I'd been thinking about it. I did write up some things and I'm like, hey, I want to finally get to this. And my time is, you know, goes by fast when I finally have a chance to do things like this. But it's true. The adversary is always after you when you're trying to do something um, different and good and make waves in um, bringing the gospel of Christ to others. And that's what I hope to do today in the small ways that um, I have found in my life. Um, so part of that, too, is um, let's, we're talking about my business. Um, and I had to kind of be humble and really have more of an inner reflection of how I got into it all and really loving what I did and I still do and coaching has two sides to it. It has the, that beautiful side of helping others um, and all the self-help has that wonderful side to it and I think it's exactly what God wants us to be focusing on to get on a path that can bring us closer to him. Many of these things are truths, right? And, um, of course, then it has the other side of it that is focusing on the self, focusing on 
gurus and influencers and putting it before any of God's words and what we should be really focusing on um, going to Google instead. And so part of, um, part of having that realization more and more and that I just needed to pause it. It's not that I, it's a, it's bad altogether. There's nothing like that. I feel like that's just bad altogether. Um, and I could go back into doing that, but at this point, I feel like doing these messages is where I should be and sharing my testimony and trying to spread light and goodness in that way in the different stories. Um, but part of it was this whole title of this podcast, this strong sense of self and how it still has that focus on the self. And I kind of felt like I outgrew that and knew better. And once you know, know better, you have to pivot and try something different. And so I probably will rename it, make it different, just but have it be more focused on what um, what God wants it to be. And I felt so far it being strengthening Zion, building connections, and uh, doing the inner work within ourselves so that we can be prepared for the Savior's second coming. So that's kind of where I'm at right now and trying to make um, those changes. Um, of course, shutting down a few of the, the sites that I had, um, and, you know, I, I was a little bit hippie, <laughs> I guess, in certain ways and doing some energy healing. And I, I actually had been certified in Reiki. I wasn't doing it with anyone. I would sometimes do it for myself and just really starting to see things as they are. It's just becoming more and more clear of what side we need to choose. And those lines have been blurred for a long time, but now it's becoming more clear of where we really need to choose and where the power comes from. And it's the power of God, it's the Holy Priesthood that gives us the power to heal and help ourselves. Yes, it's good things, but is it the best things? Is it the real thing? And I found that with different energy works or different affirmations and self-coaching, self-help, it all, it, it didn't meet me where I needed to be. It did not fulfill that hole. And I've talked about that before. The only thing that fills that hole in your heart the true healing is Jesus Christ. So part of that, what I want to speak to that on um, real quick is this um, quick quote and story by Elder Renlund from this last conference. And he talked about how the Englishmen that were trying to find the tomb of T King Tut, they missed the mark in the fact that the tomb that they were trying to find the whole time they kept going around with these different spots looking and they they kept going for a long time they were losing funds and really a dire hope but they found that it was right underneath them all along that his tomb the greatest discovery in our modern times was right underneath them and that's the same analogy with Christ he is the he is our mark we we might be looking around for different things but he is the one who's going to find find us and heal us where we're at completely without any other things. We might think they are good things, but are they the best things, the true things that will last the test of time? And he says this quote, he is our mark. If we are, if we incorrectly imagine that there is a need for something beyond what he offers, we deny or diminish the scope and power he ha can have in our lives. He has claimed the rights of mercy and extends that mercy to us. He is ultimate source to whom we should look for a remission of our sins. He 
He is our advocate with the Father and champions what the Father has wanted all along for us to return to him as inheritors in his kingdom. <clears throat> so I had to mention that because it's um it's it, it's definitely what's going on in the world right now and especially if you've been living in maybe the gospel for your whole life. You've had it part of you for a long time. And we want to have that special feeling again, um, something new. And it's it, that's not the case. If Christ isn't this new thing. We've been talking about it for a long time. And it should not be something that we look beyond the mark to try and find something better, different, more exciting and new age. Um, and so I've really come a long ways with some of these new age ideas. And of course, me as a millennial, I've, I've been more open to that. I tend to have that open-mindedness. That is a good thing, but to be careful on how far we go with it and to, um, be okay with how God wants to change me and being humble and surrendering. And that was part of that stretching process of really letting him be in charge and having him stretch me to the to the places I needed to go that I probably wouldn't have done myself, but I'm so grateful he did. And it's much more beautiful because I, as I've been able to spend time here at home and get to the core of what matters most for me, at least at this time, and I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to be at home. And we've, it, we definitely, it comes with sacrifice. We don't spend a lot, we don't do all the things. Um, and I have to manage finances that way but I, I find that it's it's been such a good opportunity for me and for my younger family right now. And they need me and the home needs me and it's become a sanctuary for us here. And I'm just so grateful for that. It's been a beautiful thing. He's the clay that he's worked with his, and I've been able to be the clay that he's worked with in his hands um, to become something better. And over the years, it's been the case over and over and over again. If you've been here for a while, it's been that way with my mental illness and all that I've gone through with um, having suicidal thoughts and going to a whole rehab to keep me safe and having an eating disorder and having to go to a clinic for that. Like I've been through the ringer and it's, it's, it's kind of thinking, why did I have to go through all that? Why was it, why didn't I see things as they really are? Well, partly is because it was just an affliction I had to go through. And I do believe that partly because I also needed to learn and I was stubborn um, but I want to trade it for the world. It brought me to know him. It probably brought me to know how much he loves me. And I can say without a doubt who I worship and give all my devotion to. And that's Jesus Christ. And we are to someday have him be the one to come. And we will give all that devotion and love to him again when he comes. And it will be sooner than we think, sooner than later. These times are crazy and you can't help but think, this isn't normal. This means something. This means he's coming soon. <laughs> and that's exciting, but it polarizes just as much. And this is what um, a therapist had told me, just as much as this world is evil and becoming carnal more and more, it's the exact thing that's can propel us to having him come. Partly because those that um, are on the border right now He's waiting. His long suffering to the children of men are are going to finally 
come to the side where they do believe in him so that they will be ready when he comes. So they do not have to ha go through the burning and they will be able to be saved. And that's why you think for some of us that are waiting and trying to live a good life, but it hurts to see it. Hurts to see that people are hurting. It hurts to see that this world is so wicked and it's uncomfortable and the prices of things going up and all the all the hard things that, that come with um, our life these days. Um, God is doing it for the reason in order to really reap as many of his children back to him as possible because he loves every single one. And um, it's it's going to be a good thing in that sense. So we will be glad that more come to him through those trials, more of those different heartaches they had to go through in order to still learn. Sometimes it really takes a long time for people. And for me, it did too. I have had to learn so many times and I still keep learning. And I'm so grateful that he does keep working on that with me. So let me go to this concept here of um, humbling yourself and how you use your time. That's what I had to really do over this this past several months is knowing that I'm using my time, hopefully in any way I can, to build up the kingdom of God. And I took an inventory. I'm just writing down bullet points of what I do day to day and week to week and really seeing is this how I, is this an item I really want to use my time for? Is this one? Is this one? Oh yeah, that's a good one. And really being clear with yourself and honest of how you're doing that. And um, it becomes, it becomes kind of a, uh, a hard thing to face yourself on that. So I invite you to try to take an inventory of your life, how you're spending your time, because it's, um, it's all part of what I want to get to today of now that I've talked about, um, the coaching business and how I kind of shied away from that. I'm now, I'm um, seeing it as just being a, a platform for me to have some messages and how I grew from that. But the second part of talking about Zion, and I mean, I had to get to a certain point within myself in order to build Zion um, more in my own sphere. And that's where God led me. And partly that is because in our home, it has become a sanctuary over these months and years, I'd say even, to get to this point and I'm so grateful for that and let me paint this picture as far as Zion goes and how it's not always the case um, my husband has gone through a pretty difficult time in his life I won't mention too much but recently he's kind of had a more of a difficult time and you know sometimes kind of how it goes with marriages you kind of swap back and forth um, <laughs> with who's going through a hard time and this and this home has been a sanctuary for him. And we feel it, I feel it, and it just feels that there's a calm. And I know maybe you're listening and it's not the case for you. I know it can become the case for you at some point. So with him going through this hard time, um, he comes home and he feels safe here. And it's it's like a temple. Um, he, he feels like he can make it through. And of course, if we were to choose anything, the best place to have our... If we were to choose any trial in our life and in our world, we'd rather the better part of our life be within our own home. You can get through anything if you have a solid home foundation and then attached to the foundation of Christ. 
So he knows he can get through anything, but it's, by goodness, it's so hard. It is so hard on him right now. And we're just having to deal with that, day to, you know, week to week. Um, and we hope that things will come through and be better. But I had to tell him and point out that there's obviously, um, there's obviously this very blatant blessing right now. I have to admit to that, that God has given us this beautiful home life right now, at least. It was always the case. We've had a pretty rough time in our marriage. I've had a rough time with my mental illness. My, my husband as well, like in my, my own, um, eating disorders I had to go through, it became a really hard place to be here. But now it has changed, and that's through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And with him, he, he knows he can, he can get through because we have this solid home he can go to. So switching gears, I wanted to focus a little bit more on um, Zion and what I want to talk about today. But today with talking about Zion, um, I always think back to this feeling I have in my heart because I, at one point, it's been a daydream or a real dream of mine. It's always been this image and feeling in my head of this time where I felt that I was part of a big group of people and they all loved me and I loved them and it was peace and it was calm and it was love and I needed them and they needed me. It's, it's just... It felt like Zion, and I've always had that feeling in my heart of what I would like, to, where I would like to live. And of course, I know this could be some sign of what it will be like in the millennium for me. I don't remember too many specifics, but I mainly remember more of um, the feeling that was involved. And along those lines, I am wearing this necklace that is a horseshoe, if you can see it. But this idea of having a open circle um, in your life so that you're inclusive of others and always keeping it open to other ones around you. You know, in high school and those images that they have in the movies, have those all those groups and cliques that are just in close circles and you can't even get in and talk to them. Um, there's this writer, there's this writer blogger gal here in Utah. Her name is Brooke Romney and she had talked about this um, last year and I, th I think it became a very popular post and maybe I mentioned it before on this podcast a long time ago but it's just always stuck with me this visual in my head of I want to be open and be able to help it feel like it's a Zion place for people by feeling like it's friendly it's it's we can connect with you whoever you are you are welcome come to the table come sit with us who are you those kinds of thoughts is what is what's going to propel us towards having Zion and building it little by little. And it's all about action that we take. It's not just going to happen. We have to be okay and solid. And I've come to find out it doesn't matter where I go. I just build it where I am. And so, yeah, at one point I thought, yes, I would love to go homestead and feel like the grass is greener over there. Small towns is where it's at. It'll be so great to have been a down home community like that, like in the movies, Mayberry. It's not it's not gonna be that way. I'm very clear of that and my husband is always trying to point that out to me, but he knows that I have come to that point too in my mind. Like it may not be all that it's cracked up to be over there. I still be very I still feel very drawn to do it, but I'm gonna try my best and like I had said before, um I think it'll be a newer 
place and so everyone just kind of naturally puts their best foot forward um, but this idea of keeping open to everyone so think of a horseshoe try to make sure your friend circles are like that and to have people feel noticed this is a, another whole big idea that I think is a great starting point maybe you don't feel like you have the emotional energy and strength to be giving to a lot of people and I, I totally understand that I am that in that same boat but even to feel noticed and to maybe make eye contact with people at church and say hi down the hall um, and in the neighborhood and not schools or wherever you're at. But a lot of times we, I've come to find out, I felt like I would need self-care. At the end of the day, I've been doing a lot of stuff or whatever it is um, I am taking care of in my life that I'm a steward over that I would think, oh, I want to go and do something for me. Ah, self-care and that's all about this whole idea I'm kind of um, not really liking if the self-care world of course I think I've talked about it before but there's also a good side to it however I think there is this great um, solution to it is a lot of times when we want self-care we just want connection we need to have that thing that just fulfills us think about it. if you have a whole full day of hanging out with people that you really love at the end of the day, you're not going to be like, oh, I need self-care. To an extent, maybe for some of us introverts, like me, <laughs> I still, I need to um, offload <laughs> all the, the stimulus that I have gone through. But only for an, a certain period of time, but it's not to the point where I need to be doing a lot of self-care. of um, Because I felt very fulfilled. It was very um, full. It felt felt very happy, it felt joyful to be with a group of people like that and loving them and them loving me. And uh, so I'd, I invite you to think about that. What are some ways that you could better your self-care as far as just actually making more connection and actually the best way that you feel, um, feel fulfilled and happy and feel like totally taken care of for yourself is that the, the gift that you give yourself when you do service, you're actually giving yourself a gift. I feel like, cause you're feeling that joy of what it feels like to really serve and love someone and seeing them be happy. And it, it's, it's really, it really ends up coming back, coming back around very quickly that you just feel good. I'm not saying all the time. Sometimes it really is true sacrifice. Um, but that is part of, I think building Zion is not having this apathy um, I, w I live in a crowded area, kind of. I'm on a tenth of an acre, and, you know, there's there's still homes spread out, but we're kind of in more of the crowded area. Thus, like I said, it's not our favorite home, but I've come to love this place. Um, and I want to say that there isn't Zion here, because there is, but sometimes it is hard feeling like I'm being noticed. But like what I said before, I've had to get over this idea of feeling like I am important. And um, I think this goes back to the whole coaching thing. Like I was saying before, I've, I've really had to surrender myself to God and be real with myself and actually being actually very vulnerable with you. That I think we all feel this way. We want to feel important. And so we do certain things in order to validate that importance within ourselves and to feed that little bit of that ego. That's why um, I took a break for a while from this podcast to really try to strip any of that away from me so that I can do this in a way that's just about him. Of course, I do have that sense of self-actualization that I want to do it because it does make me happy. And I do 
have the talent to be able to upload it and somewhat of courage to muster to actually speak these words even though I'm kind of shaking right now it's vulnerable um but being being noticed is a good thing of course to help others feel noticed to a point that is you know encouraging and loving but we don't need to do it to the point where um, we have to feel important that's what I'm saying for us building Zion though um, ways that we could do that is noticing others that they actually you're actually being seen I think that's part of a very populated world that we're in now and it will be continued to be populated if we live in Zion and through the millennium we're gonna have to be okay with big groups and numbers of people and maybe I'm one to say that I'm kind of funny to say this because I actually am not a huge fan of the big crowds I can't do it for too long I, of course I can I've gone to Disneyland went to Disneyland or even earlier this year um, for just a bit and it was it, yeah I could I could do it but I don't I don't gravitate towards it and I want to have more of a small one-on-one -on -one conversation that's that's why I do it this way um, on the podcast and even so clearly as to have my face here on a camera but um, try and find those ways to just notice someone and reach out sometimes text work I I'm finding that it's just texts are still kind of a smaller way to do things um, but as far as um, for what God has told me um, and helping me have um, more of that feeling in my heart that I do contribute. Earlier this year I had mentioned that I had tested God in the sense I had asked him, what do you feel? How do you feel about me? Do you love me? If you have never done that, I invite you to do that. It's a very powerful thing. And he had told me, and I'm kind of between the way um, of saying, how dare you? Because I was really down and kind of mean to myself in my brain sometimes. But him saying, how dare you? I love you. You are my precious daughter. And you have a warm personality that I love you all the more for. Um, it's kind of cool to think. Maybe he didn't create our personalities. We kind of came this way. <laughs> And how cool it is, kind of how we see our kids just come that way. That he's just so happy to see just such a cool assortment of children that he has. That only makes him um, happier, more joyful. It's his work and his glory to make us happy and to have us become like him and to our fullest potential. And uh, how cool, there's so many cool things hidden in that, that we are to become more like him and on that small journey towards that. Um, and I think that's how Christ wants to see me. He he wants to love me and see me and he knows that I have the warm personality. He's glad for it. And uh, there are certain people that I can connect with in that way that have that warm personality like Christ and that I could just tell that they are people of Christ. Um, I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You could just tell. And sometimes it comes up Every every month, every other month, I, I catch someone or I meet someone new or I really notice this other, this person in my ward I haven't thought about a lot of, but I really realize, you know, they're a, they're an unsung hero over there, that family. They just do good um, under the radar. And actually, when you talk to them, they just feel very grounded and centered and full of love. And they've come to know their Savior. You can tell. You, you, you can just know it. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I want people like that in my life. 
And I invite you to try and find people like that too. Um, <clears throat> so, like I had said before though, um, as a Zion people, in the scriptures, in Moses 7, um, there, the, the days right now are pretty bleak and difficult, right? Sometimes I wouldn't say it's all, and there's, it's this polarization. There's just such beautiful things that I can't even real, can't even take in. It's just too beautiful. Sometimes it's the way I see my kids and how beautiful they are and what they're doing. And sometimes I think, when's the other shoe going to drop? I feel, I feel so, uh, I feel, feel like I want to be vulnerability to the punch, as Brene Brown has talked about it before. Sometimes we can't even handle this feeling of joy. It's just too much. Because <laughs> we know it'll hurt so bad if it ever gets taken away. So I like to think about it in this way. Of um, just really trying to understand and be okay and give that trust to God that no matter what happens, it's okay. Um, and, you know, I have my deepest fears of what if I lose one of my kids. Um, that it's okay. I have the gospel to help me through those times. And uh, I don't, I can relish in those moments right now when it is good. We can rejoice. It's important to rejoice. It's important to have, have those times where you could tell those blessings are being fulfilled for you as you've put in some hard work. And though, again, I know it will come back around. There will be hard times, but I don't need to live that way in fear. Um, so... One thing I was going to say with that is with um, these tribulations, of course, there's a lot going on right now with the news, people being found out and exposed. There are a lot of parodies of, you know, families and neighbors being catty to each other, but it's all in a good fun laugh that it's just parody. But the, it kind of puts in those seeds of um, that this is normal, that we, we should be kind of trying to find the worst in others, but we really need to be um, finding the best in them and not trying to you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and not really and really try to see them and love them for who they are right there and now. And in Moses 7, it talks about our times where it is very hard. And I'll read here, Moses seven sixty six. But before that day, he saw great tribulations among the wicked, and he also saw the sea, that it was troubled, and men's heart failing them, looking forward with fear for the judgments of the Almighty God, which should come upon the wicked. And the Lord showed Enoch all things, even unto the end of the world. And here's the happier part. And he saw the day of the righteous, the hour of their redemption, and received a fullness of joy. So it kind of comes to a close really quickly there, That, but it is... It is all for it's what it's worth that he finally saw their redemption. He saw that they were finally gathered together, that they were going to be saved and happy and whole and joyful again as people. So I'd, I'd like, I, this is for our day. There's a reason the Pearl of Great Price was saved for a reason for us to see this for our day and be ready for these times. There we are in them now. There are some really hard times right now. Like I was mentioning before, there are a lot of people in my life that have mentioned that they, they've had run-ins with neighbors. They, um, they've had a really hard time. They've, I even know people that have gone to court. And um, it's just really hard to see that we're, kind of, we're kind of seeing sometimes the worst in people come out right now. But there's hope and there actually is a lot of good to be found. And that's maybe my childlike side of me. I like to try and find that good side. Um, 
but I am aware of the bad and it does get to me and I'm pretty sensitive when it comes to it and it really hurts. But I'm sure if maybe you're listening, you and I are kind of similar and kind of sensitive that there is hope and these scriptures are full of all that hope and the general authorities only focus on that hope. So try and remember that it's going to work out. There, there are compensatory blessings through this. So if you're going through that, um, all my prayers and hope and help towards you because I've gone through it too and it's still... It's kind of hurt. That's kind. It kind of hurts, you know. Sometimes for my even my own life of what I have to deal with with um, not living in quite a Zion place right now. <laughs> um, but one thing that has really changed me has been going to the temple weekly, and that's one reason why I feel this way and feel strongly is my calling right now to do missionary work in our my way of doing missionary work in our in our sphere right now is to strengthen the saints and I feel like as I've gone to the temple and the temple came in our area brand new a few months ago and now I have the opportunity to go often and I'm excited that I've been able to do that but it's changed me and I now I can't see and do things the way I did before um like I was saying our house has become a haven so I haven't been able to um, watch certain things like I have before things have changed um, and it's I think it sealed up some of those breaches in our home before um, things I've listened to things I've laughed at jokes and conversations I've been a part of that I, I find myself having a hard time to be a part of and then when I do I can feel it um, but the way it has changed me is I God has let me know try to build Zion where you're at and it may it's 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 missionary work it may not look like the traditional missionary work, but I am strengthening the saints the best way I can. I'm not always able to do that in the way where I reach outside of the home as often as I would like, since it's pretty it's pretty hard to keep doing to keep doing all that plus the family life. But that's why it's taken a while to get to you guys. But um, it's a uh, I think with my husband and I we were talking about this, and that's what keeps a ward alive is having missionary work. Um, we were thinking, okay, sometimes our, our area feels a little bit dead. How can we enliven it? How can help? Um, and I think all words kind of go through that lull and that phase of, especially in areas where there's a lot of LDS, um, depending on where you're at and maybe the case may not. And that's so cool. And there's always missionary work, honestly, even on my block there are, and we've had people take missionary discussions, but I think definitely missionary work makes a an area come alive, makes Zion come alive, and we can strengthen the saints, and that's through helping them see, be felt, be seen, like I was saying, help them feel noticed, not being apathetic about it, um, in the small ways, reaching out, um, not gossiping, being careful with what we say behind other people's back, having that be our standard of how we talk, and as President Nelson talked about, that we always talk about the most positive. We don't talk about the negative. It's just not our standard. <laughs> I mean, to, of course that sounds like we're just um, Pollyannas, but I think I think he's definitely, you know what I'm talking about. We're doing it in a way that is just, it's gonna be so constructive. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I invite you to do. Try and find what God has in mind for you for making Zion in your area and strengthening the saints and he'll let you know so I invite you to try to do that and it's uh, all about thinking celestial I think that's where uh, President Nelson 
that's what he's talking about, I think. Um, and, you know, it might not be in those Facebook groups. I don't think it's in that conversation thread there or um, anywhere we're having the gossip. Um, but treating everyone with love and respect and um, giving them all the love we can. Um, and it'll make us come alive and be ready to usher in the second coming of our Savior. And um, lastly, talking about the law of consecration and giving. We're already asked to do that. That's If you've gone through the temple, you know that we are already asked to do that. So I'd like to... Um, I think I'd like to end it here. I think I've gotten everything. Oh, one other thing I want to mention is numbers. Um, before I go into that law of consecration quote, is I've I've seen these numbers everywhere of one 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 or one 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 one, and uh, of course people like to think it's making a wish. Um, but it's gotten to a point where I see it so much that it's just it's like I said, laughable. Some of, the, some of these things just come up, you're like, this has to be more than just what it is. And I'm open to see that and it has actually blessed me because every time I see ones, now it's I feel like it's a love note from God telling me, I want to be one with you and I love you. And actually it'll, it'll come up at times that I'm kind of frazzled or I'm, I'm not sure what to do next or um, I know I feel like I have a lot on my plate and then uh, I see that number. And I, I could tell he loves me and I know he was wanting to keep that relationship. It's all about relationship with him, right? Um, and actually, and when I was trying to prepare for some of the things I'd say, I went to um, I went to the general conference addresses just for this last general conference, which is October 2023. And I tried looking up Zion. Zion wasn't in the, the topical index in that beginning, but Unity was. And it said there was unity on a few pages, and then one of the pages was 111. <laughs> and it's Elder Gong. And so it's on that page. He's talking about unity. And what he's talking about here is, um, and I think this will be the case, when Christ comes, there will be a lot of people converted to our church. I don't think it's all of a sudden that everyone is, and I don't think everyone will believe right away, but they're going to need some time, and it's going to be a big ushering of people to come to um to come to our church or at least be more aware and open to learning what the church of Jesus Christ is about um, and his gospel. So some of these words that we may say as LDS people are probably kind of um, kind of hard to understand to other people like a steakhouse, which could mean a nice beef dinner or word building, which could in indicate a hospital or opening exercises. So he kind of had a good laugh there with people. But he said, um, kind of talking about along the lines of keeping our language pure and kind as possible, he said, um, but please let, let us be understanding and kind as we learn new languages of love together. New at church, a convert was told her skirts were too short. Instead of taking offense, she replied, in effect, my heart is, is converted. Please be patient as my skirts catch up. And I, I kind of laughed when that happened, but he keeps going up to say, um, the words we use can draw us closer or to distance us from other Christians and friends. So he's, he's realizing and took the time to talk about it with us in general conference, that these, these words we say to each other are so important. We need to be mindful and be careful with how we say things. And I thought it was 
very clear here. That's one way to bring Zion into our life. And, um, but let me lastly end with this concept of consecration. So this is Joseph F. Smith. And here are some really amazing ways we can, um, we can consecrate ourselves to, to, uh, the Lord and be more prepared for Christ's coming. But when shall I be prepared to go to Zion? Not while I have in my heart the love of the, this world more than the love of God. Not while I am possessed of that selfishness and great greed that would induce me to cling to the world or my possessions in it. At the sacrifice of principle or truth. When I am ready to say, Father, all that I have, myself included, is thine. My time, my substance, everything that I possess on the altar to be used freely, agree agreeable to thy holy will, and not my will, but thine be done. Then perhaps I will be prepared to go and hope to redeem Zion. So I wanted to share that with you guys um, and know that Zion is closer than we think and we can make it happen. It's all it's all on our our shoulders if we want to make it happen more and more. Um, and uh, all the better for it so that we can have Christ come sooner. And uh, I'm just glad to be back speaking. And I leave you guys these messages in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I hope you have a good week. And I wish you all the best in all that you're doing. And reach out, comment below. I'd love to connect with you. It's just so cool to see who is listening. And um, I wish you the best.